Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we do bless your holy name, especially on this Palm Sunday, as we know and feel the closeness of the cross. We pray that as we continue to uh, be in worship of you, as we sing together, as we pray together, as we join in these words together, that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Well, it's good to be with you here on uh, this Palm Sunday, and I just want to say thank you to everyone who uh, sent in uh, the videos of your, your kiddos uh, and, and cows and pigs uh, with palm branches. You know, it, it was so fun to see, and I hope you enjoyed uh, the opportunity uh, of uh, sharing in that time uh, with each other. Normally, we have our kids walking up and down the aisles of our sanctuary uh, doing the palm processional, but I wanted to make sure that we still had the opportunity to do that together. And uh, after this afternoon, I will uh, kind of splice that out of the worship service so you can have that uh, to watch uh, over and over again. You know, it, it's just a good reminder that while we may be separate or separated, that we're still together. You know, there's ways that we still continue to find ways to connect. There's still ways that we uh, worship together, and I'm thankful for that. I absolutely enjoyed uh, running around uh, delivering uh, some of the uh, Holy Week boxes, uh, and I'm thankful that you have received those well. And uh, there's one person uh, that I found their box in the back of my car uh, that we will be delivered right after worship. Uh, Trace and I will make sure to get that over to you. So sorry you did not get your box when everybody else got it, and hopefully you don't think that your church uh, forgot you. Um, today is Palm Sunday, and when I was reflecting on Jesus coming into Jerusalem, not for the first time. He's been to Jerusalem many other times, and it's interesting that this is the first time that we really see Jesus making a, a public act of, of him moving into the city of Jerusalem. But it's nothing new for Jerusalem. This has happened time and time again. During its long history, the city of Jerusalem has been destroyed twice, it has been besieged 23 times, attacked 52 times, and captured and recaptured 44 times. I, I bring that up because when, when somebody comes in and, and captures a city or, or recaptures or, or liberates a town, 
We always see pictures of, of the conquering heroes, if you will, coming in on the main streets where people are, are, are watching, uh, possibly celebrating uh, what has happened. But this was something that had happened a lot in, in Jerusalem's history. And it happens at the Eastern Gate. And the Eastern Gate is the gate that faces the Mount of Olives where just in a few days Jesus will be praying and then turned over to the authorities to be, to be crucified. So all of this is happening. The concrete army would walk through the gate and people would watch sometimes with fear, sometimes with hope, sometimes with trepidation. And I bring that up because it gives us a good background of, of what the people of Jerusalem are watching on this day. The people of Jerusalem, they see a, a hero. They see a person who they believe will stir up the people and free them from the tyranny of the Romans. The pomp and the circumstance around this day points to this type of deliverance, but it happens in a different way. It happens in a way that the, the, uh, the Jerusalemites are, are not accustomed to, but there are a lot of the trappings of what Jesus does that they are reminded of that. Jesus rides in on a donkey with a colt which is a, a symbol of peace. And it's sometimes a, a conquering king would, would ride into town to show a promise to people that they will receive peace. Those that, that came to watch the processional would, would lay down their coats and outer garments to show, to show a sign to the, the hero coming in town that they are giving him their loyalty and a promise of full support. The palm branches that are being waved are, are, are shown as a sign of victory and a sign of success. And then we finally hear the shouts of Hosanna from the crowds. Hosanna means save us. And we hear those words from Psalm 118, verse 25, where the psalmist writes, Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. It's a cry for help. It's acknowledging that, that we can't do this on our own, that we need someone to come and rescue us. In order to get a, a full picture of, of who the psalmist is talking about, we need to take a look at verse 25 and 26. So I'm going to read both of those together. The psalmist writes, Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. So we have excitement. We, we see on this day that deliverance is coming, but we may not feel it, especially this year. We, we may not feel that deliverance is coming because we feel despair. 
because we're separate from one another. We feel despair because we hear those who are in charge of our government saying that the social distancing isn't going to end on Easter like some had hoped, but it's going to continue most likely all the way through May and even beyond. But my friends, I want us to think about what we are going through in in this particular Holy Week as a gift. It's a gift for us because I don't know about you, but but, but for me, I'm looking around at people since I have people here in the sanctuary, so that's what I'm doing. I, I don't know about you, but for me, I I want to be busy. I I want to fill my activities running from here and there, and I have a hard time of just stopping. I have a pastor friend who has mentioned that this is the lentiest Lent that we've ever gone through and that we've given up way more than we've ever given up before. But is that really an opportunity? Is that a a, a chance for for us to to turn our gaze and our our looks off of those things that keep us busy and those things that keep us wound up and it gives us an opportunity to turn our gaze upon Jesus? You know, there's excitement among the Jews who, when Jesus comes to Jerusalem, Jerusalem, You know, each year we we echo that excitement and we shout Hosanna and we pledge our authority to Jesus. But this year has been different. How do we shout Hosanna when we are separate from each other? How can we celebrate even today? Max Licato, a a famous uh, Christian author, He is quoted in saying, if you feed your faith, your fears will starve. If you feed your fears, your faith will starve. We have to do intentional things to feed our faith. So that's why we pulled together the Holy Week boxes for you. We we wanted to give you ways that you could feed your faith with your family to feed your faith with those who are are living with you, who are trapped with you. We wanted to give you an opportunity to to take a look at the story of Jesus, especially this last week from Palm Sunday to Monday, Thursday, to the crucifixion on Friday, to, to glorious resurrection next Sunday, and be able to, to grow, to, to be able to, to experience this Holy Week in a new and profound way. So I challenge you to be a source of God's grace and love as you communicate with one another. Extend grace to those that you live with, to those that you may interact with as you communicate through uh, the phone, through instant messaging, through Zoom, or through whatever uh, teleconferencing uh, platform you're using. Extend grace in a way because that's what Jesus came to do. Jesus came to extend grace to each and every one of us so that we may live a full and vibrant life 
sharing that grace with others. I want to close by saying, after 2,000 years, it's easy to forget that, that the church, the church that, that we gather in here today, and the church that we are in our separate homes, is a gift from God. It's a sign from God. It's an opportunity for us to, to live out Christ's humbleness to the world around us. And it's an opportunity for us to bring blessings to the world. I was going to mention this during the prayer, but, but Lori Woodford, who is a nurse at Hunt Regional uh, Hospital, she uh, sent me a text before worship and saying, please let people know and say thank you to those who are able to, to make masks because they don't know how long the mask they're receiving, the, the individual use mask will, will, will wear off, and, and the, what they are getting are ways to help protect them during this pandemic. I'm hearing calls of people who are, are finding ways to donate to our daily bread uh, food pantry to make sure that people are, have, have food as we go through this. I, I, I see calls and hear calls of people asking about our Crooked House ministry. And, and, and how you help fund those things so that people can experience God's love and grace for you. You know, while this is depressing, it is a time that we as the people of God can practice redemption. We, we can practice God's intention for the restoration of heaven and earth and make it known in a spectacular way so that when people see what is happening around us, we're not focused on COVID-19, which that's something we need to be concerned about, but what people see and hear, they see the people of God calling out for rescue to the Son of God and say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord because God is here in our midst. And God is guiding us and leading us so that we may be the hands and feet of Christ even though we are away. So my prayer for you this holy week is to see how God is continuing to, to inspire you to help others, even though we're separate, even though we are far away from each other, and allow God's Spirit to ride in our lives so we may shout Hosanna to the Son of David. Let us pray. Oh, God. We thank you for the gift of your love and your grace. And Lord, this is probably the strangest Holy Week that we will ever experience. But God, use this time. Use this Holy Week to help us to connect. Connect to you. To connect with those that are in our homes. And as best as we can, connect with those outside of our homes. Allow this opportunity to, to give us the chance to say glory to you. Glory to the Son of David. Glory to the one who came to, to, to live, to suffer, to die, 
but yet to rise again so that we may have life and have it abundantly. So, Lord, we pray that you bless this holy week and help us to notice that you are here with us. Amen.